Welcome to Time for 10, the ultimate countdown show. No time is off limits. Bob. You name it, we are counting down. That's right, I'm John, and there's Bob across from me. That's right, here I aim once again. My name is Bob. Bob's got the good chair again. He's rotating I as am. he's talking. That's right, that's it's pretty correct. sweet. www.timefor10.com, our email info at timefor10.com. Where do you subscribe, Bob? Subscribe on iTunes and our free email newsletter. That's it. That's right. And the name of our show this week is Top 10 Mob Movie Moments. That's it. We are revisiting the mob movies. For those of you who are newer to us or don't know this, that was our first show ever way back. Ever. In, was it October 07 or something yes. like that? That's it. So if you go all the way back, you can hear our first show that was on mob movies. This is our second one. and We, we felt like we... Uh, we did a, dis- a disservice to uh, one of the greatest mob movies of all That's right. So, so we're, we're here to repent. That's right. That's right. After just watching it recently, we felt like we needed to give it more kudos. Exactly. All right. The whole series. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, Let's yes. Let's do this. Let's do it. Uh, starting off on number 10 here, we're paying homage right now to the movie that we felt we did this justice to. Right. And we're going to, for most of these, we got quotes, and then we'll talk about the moment, and, you know. Yeah. Here and there. Exactly. So number 10, Bobo. Number 10, the quote is, it's a Sicilian message. It means Luke Cabrazzi sleeps with the fishes. Oh, my gosh. So awesome. Godfather, part one. That's it. That's right. Now, uh, you want to explain some background on that? or? Yeah, it's uh, it's right after the Godfather was shot. That's right. Vito. Out in the street by, uh, what's his name? Well, it wasn't by him, but it was organized by uh, Salazzo. Yeah, Salazzo. Salazzo, the right. Turkish fella. Yes, and they're all having a powwow, Sonny and Michael. They're they're, right, and they're you know they're they're trying to make sure everybody knows about it. Right. They're saying, well, where's Luca? Where's Luca? Where's Luca? Right. Anybody yeah. talk to Luca? Keep calling and calling and calling. All of a sudden, you know, a delivery comes. That's and right. It's his massive bulletproof vest yep. with Luca's a fish inside of it. Exactly. They're all trying to figure out what it means, and somebody knows, and they say, it's a Sicilian message. It means Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. There you go. Bottom of the Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> or wherever. <laughs> exactly. But now you hear it referenced in all kinds of movies and TV shows. Right, Sleep with the Fishes. That's Sleeping where it all with started, the fishes. though, from the, the Godfather. A lot, of, right. a lot of great, uh, as you'll see. You'll see. That's it. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. I think it covers it for now, because um, we're going to get back to other Absolutely. Uh, pieces of the story here. You got it. All right. Number nine. Number nine. All right, let me see how I can do this. When I was your age, they would say we become cops or criminals. Mm. Today, what I'm saying to you is this. When you're facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? That's right. Woo. Woo. That gives me chills. That was Frank Costello. That's right. Played by Jack Nicholson in The Departed. Oh, great. Great film. That's really cool. Um, And that's just kind of... That, that kind of, I mean, sums up the whole movie. Pretty kinda. much. We we picked a good one. Yeah, that's actually a good quote. Because um, the movie is pretty much about, you know, this this crooked cop and then a regular cop. Who a cop who's, who's, who's uh, undercover is a exactly, criminal. Exactly, exactly. So it's kind of... How uh, blurred the lines are. Exactly. And that's what this quote exactly does perfectly. And he always... Costello always seems to have these pearls of wisdom here and there in the movie. He's oh, always yeah. trying to... Impart on somebody. Well, that, you, you figure that's how he got so far, and that's how he <laughs> lasted so long doing what he did. Apparently. But yeah. I, Go ahead. I mean, I was talking to you about this before. Why does he have... Is Costello... Doesn't that sound like an Italian last name to you? It does. He was he was big in the the Irish mob, right? I, I yeah, guess. Boston, cause, yeah, Boston. Yeah, yeah. Because he killed the uh, the Italians from Providence and stuff like right. that. So, I don't know. That's just interesting to me. Got me. Yeah. But uh, But even... He'd even sweet-talk the... Uh, <laughs> 
the priests and the nuns in the restaurants. Oh, that was oh, so that brutal. Was terrible. Holy cow. He doesn't care who he's talking. You were to. just cringing when he when he went up to them. You knew something bad was. They were all cringing too. Yeah, <laughs> like oh gosh. But you know he he I don't know if he actually does, but he acts like he has dirt on everybody. Oh he, yeah. Like he acts like he had dirt on the priest and the nuns too. He probably did. <laughs> he probably did. That's, well, that's how that's how he does business though. That's right. Great movie though. It is. Departed. All right. Number eight. Go ahead. All right. This is the opening line to. That's right. That's right. Thank you. I I couldn't remember. No, I'm just kidding. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Boom! And they have music. Exactly. That's a great movie. I I like the whole. Uh, I like those kind of gangster movies, like that one in Casino. They both have the narrator mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing, and that's kind of cool, you know. That is neat. Um, but that was Ray Liotta's character, Henry Hill. Hill. Thank you, Henry Hill. You can talk awesome. about it. Yes. Um. That was right in the beginning, and he's um, basically through the whole movie. He's talking about his life and you know the ins and outs of the organized crime family. That's right. Type of thing, and he, he was half Italian. He was half Sicilian or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So he couldn't be a mate guy, but you know he did little things for them when he was young, and right after a while they kind of. I mean, he was as close as mate as you can get. Anyway. Right, right, mate. definitely. Now, this is a true story, right? Or based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. The names were changed a little bit. Not right. for Henry, but the rest of them. But yeah. That's crazy. It is really amazing. Um, and this took place, what, the 70s and 80s kind of thing? It started in the 50s. Did it really? Yeah. So it's he, five decades of life in the mafia. That's the That's crazy. Tagline. That's insane. Yep. Wow. And he flipped it on all of them. Man. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Well. This is life dependent on it. He did what he had to do. <laughs> oh, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, most of them spent the remaining years in prison after that. Yeah, that's true. And he spent it in, you know, witness protection. It's definitely a movie worth seeing, though. Absolutely. If you want to see uh, something interesting and. Uh, I like the fact that it was based excellent. on actual events. Yeah, and exactly. Stuff. That's pretty cool. It's a, it's kind of scary. To <laughs> really. <laughs> think about, but it's it's true. So. There you go. Number seven. Nice. I like this one. I do. This it grew on me. Yeah, this movie grew on us both. We, wh- if you listen to our first podcast, we didn't like this movie, but we, we hadn't weren't really <laughs> sure, but we hadn't seen it. <laughs> we so hadn't seen it, so that wasn't fair. It it's kind of a polarizing one. Usually, people love it or hate it. Exactly. The I, purists. Yeah, they wouldn't like it, but right. Whatever. This is uh, every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. Exactly. That's from Godfather Part Three. That's Al Pacino, right. obviously. Plays Michael Corleone. Corleone. Uh, they did a good job. They they did a good job. The first about forty five oh minutes, God. you have to get through. Yes, that's the worst part. Because they just they're at this party, and it just goes on. And it just goes on and, on and on. The scene does not change for like the first forty five minutes right. of the movie, and that is pretty unbearable. Right. Once you can get through that, you still got about two two hours left of an actual movie. So. <laughs> and that part's pretty good. Exactly. Pretty good, and it's still Al Pacino. I mean, come on. Yeah, you can't go wrong. And this part, I guess, I don't remember if it's before or after that mass just. The, yeah, the, just you're, you're talking about the, the massacre, yeah, the, the slaughter of all the, the all the, the top guys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was after. Was I, it after? I, th- I think it might have been just after, but I'm not positive. I don't know, but it's just you know him just playing the same character as he always right. did, pretty much, you know. Because well, more, yeah. Because when he was young, he wanted nothing to do with the business. Nothing to do with it. He wasn't gonna be, wasn't gonna have anything to do with it. Blah blah. blah. Then boom, he shoots. He uh, was in. He shoots Salazzo and the um, the, the, the captain. Captain, yep. And then he's in, and then here he is in the uh, 
older age. And he's, he's trying to get back out. <laughs> it's never going to happen, though. No. Nope. And he, he realized. I think this is the moment of realization for him. So that's why it's a really cool quote. And it, you know. It's neat. I, I, think it, I think it's a good movie. Absolutely. And everybody's always copying that, whether it's, you know, a TV commercial or something. People exactly. are always making fun of it. So there you go. But you know you've made it once you've been made fun of. So Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Number six, Bobo. Number six. Godfather again. Godfather That's one. That's right. This is, uh, the quote is, look what they did to my boy. They massacred my boy. Ugh. We didn't pick this one so much for the quote. Right. As for, just to kind of describe the the scene, this is when Sonny was murdered on the causeway. Oh, gosh. Oh. That is just brutal. Yeah, and you knew bad. You knew when you see the lower car drive up like that, it's something's just going to go horribly wrong. See, what I don't understand about this whole part of the movie is uh-huh. I don't understand why Carlo uh-huh. thought he could get a- get away with that. I don't know. I mean... Uh, you got me. Well, I guess from someone looking on, it was just him doing what he usually did, is beat up on his wife. Right, yeah, that's true, but... I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... Way too from, planned out, you know what I mean? From a Corley, as, as Michael said later, he said... He, you couldn't fool a Cor- Corleone with that thing. Yeah, exactly. Which begs the question, why the hell was Sonny fooled? But he was kind of well, a loose cannon head. anyway. Yeah, yep. you know, so he, yep. he and he knew, And he knew that he could get Sonny yeah. going or something like that. So, I mean, in that, that part of the movie, I think, is so important just because it, it completely brings Michael yep. into full power. Absolutely. You know, just where he, he'll be for the rest of the, the series. Right. rest of his life, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. And... Uh, I don't remember, but I don't think they gave Carlo any money for that, really. We I don't we never found out what he really. Got. I mean, <laughs> I don't see what the purpose of that was other than yeah, well, I don't know. They they didn't go into it. Well he didn't la- he just hated he didn't him. he didn't last long enough for them to right. ex- for him to, ex- to explain himself. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as they figured it long. out, that was it. You know? That's a great scene too, as an aside oh with him and Michael, and you know he's. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna make make my sister? Uh, he's so. You know, he's so understanding and so comforting. Yeah, right, okay. I mean, he had to know that he was already dead. <laughs> well, yeah. he, he th- that's what he thought, and then Michael was reassuring him. He was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm okay uh, now. Okay. Right. Yeah, Gets no. in the car. Lasted yeah. about two minutes after that. <laughs> Any answer he would have gave would have been wrong. It wouldn't have mattered. Just, you know, I'm going to let you go, but just don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Insults my intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're. What do you say to that? Nothing. What do you say to that? I don't know. <laughs> I'd be too scared. I just want him to kill me right there. <laughs> well, he didn't have to wait long. So. Not long at all. And that, holy cow, that's our bottom five. Wow, how are we gonna list these off? I don't know. I guess we'll just describe it briefly. All right. Um, I'll I'll give it a shot. All right. All right. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. Number ten. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. There you go. Number nine. The Departed. When you're facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? Yeah. This is pretty good, huh? Yeah. Number eight. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Good fellas. Number seven. Every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. Yep. And six was when Sonny was killed. Look what they did to my boy. Exactly. They massacred my boy. Exactly. Terrible. There you go. All right, so what do we want to do first here? We want to do our... Uh, well, I guess we should mention the new music playing. There we go. Yeah. I like that. You know, the um, elephant in the room, <laughs> if it were. 
All right. Well, the this music here is by a band called Lowry. Lowry. I got it right. I got it. Right. <laughs> I always want to say Lowry, but I know it's not right. I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe it is. They didn't give a phonetic pronunciation. Well, it, it, the guys, if the guys from guys or girl from the band, you uh, right. Shoot us an email. Let us know if we're saying it wrong or which way. But we're assuming it's Lowry. Right. Um, and the song is called Whiskey. Whiskey. I think it's a really cool song. Uh, it is. And uh, I like these guys. And um, they're very neat. Hope you guys will check them out too. Um, they're on MySpace and uh, Podsafe.com. Podsafe.com. That's where we're getting our music. That's how we knew we could play it on the show here. Exactly. So. <laughs> no copyright infringement. Exactly. So we'll let that play a little bit more. Yeah. You gotta grow up sometime. You gotta grow up sometime. Okay. All right. All right. So we do have a couple emails this week. Yes. Thank emails. you very much. Emails uh, make us happy. First one here. Um, Dear Bob and John, I hope this email gets to you in time so it makes this week's show. Well, here it is. Beauty. I was a little disappointed with your show on sporting events last week, as I'm sure you can guess why. There are no track and field or running events. Nah. Uh, we're talking like big. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Oh One of those big, the Olympics, right? When else are they big? Like big, like Super yeah. Bowl big. I agree. Hold on. <laughs> Anywho, I'm sorry. No, I'm they're never listening. Again. <laughs> <laughs> we're down to five. All right, we're done. <laughs> oh well, five, maybe, maybe four after I read the next email. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the Olympics didn't even make your list. Well, okay. We th- we toyed. We with thought it, about that. But we did annual events, so stuff right, happened right. at least every year. I know, I know. Track's not really America's favorite spectator sport. But either is biking, soccer, or horse racing. Well, I don't know. All right, that's right. <laughs> no Let's ne- not get into a debate here. Yeah, no. Listen to last week's show. We we explained it all. No New York City Marathon or Boston Marathon. Oh, uh, well, damn. Yeah, I guess we could have done. Yeah, we could have done. Anywho, uh, it's okay though. I'm biased. Oh, so are we. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm biased. Problem. Still haven't lost any respect for you or your show. Yes. Oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> Although I may force you to come watch one of my races sometime. All right. That's kidding. Fair. She wrote That's kidding. Fair. She wrote kidding. Oh. By the way, Lance is out of his three and a half year retirement and is totally split up with Cheryl Crow in like 2006. Wow. Then people thought he was dating one of the Olsen twins, but I'm. Oh my gosh. I'm pretty positive that ended also. Come Let's on. Hope so. That's, Let's That's hope so. bad. Anyway, the main point is that he went back uh, to racing this past June. While he was quote unquote retired, he ran some marathons, but of course, you would not know about those since you guys are anti-running. <laughs> Okay, I'll stop with the running digs. Can't wait for the next podcast. Katie from Boston. All right, no Thanks. wonder. Yeah, we should have known. <laughs> from Boston. Uh, all right, and we have one more. And uh, Johnny, she uh, she actually came through w- with your number that you wanted. The berry count is twenty. Oh my. She's back. I haven't twenty re- berries. I haven't read this yet, so. Uh, all right. We'll see how it is. We got a delay. Don't worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We did. <laughs> Hi, John and Bob. It seems like a very, very long time since I last emailed you. I guess it seems a very long time because it has been. So, very, very sorry. Wow, that's four right there. Wow, you're you're keeping track. (laughs) But I promise you, I have been listening. I very much enjoyed the last two podcasts, but my very favorite was uh, one was Winter. That's right. Oh, right. Yeah, she's talking about uh, two shows ago, three shows ago. Winter Grievances. Yeah, top ten Winter Grievances. Still available online and on iTunes. uh, 
check it out. I think it's because I can really re relate to all the to all if not most of them. Although I agree that static is an annoyance in the cold winter months, but I don't have a phobia about it, like some people. Oh, I have a phobia. <laughs> I know. I I have had relatives living in the mountains who have actually survived avalanches and lived to tell about them. Sweet. All I can say about it is it definitely that it is what? All I can say about it is it is definitely a very hairy experience. Uh -huh. Wow. And the and the spitting and peeing really does help. Yes. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> Dirty houses drive me absolutely bonkers. I seriously think about hibernating with all the mess of the salt and sand and just the general feeling of being closed up with no fresh air coming in the windows. Dirty cars are more of a problem to bury. That's a uh, bury. Oh, bury, bury. Bury, bury. He seems to worry more about them than I do. He gets very, very irate and starts growling and lumbering around the house after he's just washed the cars or taken them through the Berryville car wash. And what do you think happens then? It gets dirty. <laughs> we have an unexpected snow, sleet, wintry mix, and all that. <laughs> and all of that. Shh. All I have is shh. <laughs> and all of that shh is thrown all over the roads again. <laughs> wow, we're getting vulgar here. Woo. A high utility bill is another pet peeve of Barry's, but that is year-round long. Um, because if he's not worried about keeping the house warm, the lights are on for too long. He's worried about the cost of running fans or air conditioners or pool pumps. <laughs> we don't worry too very much about fro frozen pipage because if you keep your heat turned on, you probably won't have that problem. Probably not. Potholes are a nuisance and black ice is treacherous. Bad drivers are obnoxious and bad weather is the pits. Wow. But I'd, <laughs> but I'd have to agree with you that the cold weather is the very absolute worst part of winter. I'm waiting and waiting for the first signs of spring so we can all lift ourselves up and out of this very disgusting season called winter. Wow. She should write for Heartfelt, us. That's good. Huh? Very happy belated Valentine's Day and very happy St. Paddy's Day. Don't drink too very much green beer. Uh. Very sincerely, Marianne Barry. Wow. wow. I stopped counting after five. Wow. So... Very nice. Off, your, off her chest there. Nice. Yeah, exactly. She's been not. Uh, that's been pent up. You can tell for Obviously. a while here. So, thanks for the emails and uh, keep them coming. All right. Well, thank you, Lowry. It's good stuff. All right. Yes. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> All right. I guess we're I'll gonna alternate this one. Ready? All right. We'll just get off the mic for a minute. We gotta. Yeah, you go first. All right. Go ahead. Okay. That's a quote, if you didn't know. So yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one, another one paying homage to The Godfather. Yes, we have to. If you haven't guessed by now, that was the famous horse head scene. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the, uh, I don't know his name. It's the the, the, the movie guy. Oh, uh, Waltz. Jack Waltz. Okay. He's the movie producer. Right. He's in his bed in the morning. <laughs> He wakes up. So awful. And, you know, he notices a little blood on him. He's like, what's this blood? And he realizes he's all wet and there's blood all on his bed and all over his sheets and all over his pajamas. Yep. And he lifts Turns up the back the sheets. And there's the horse head. And you get what you got. You know, the screaming you heard, that's what you hear. The $600,000 horse. Which would be about $2 million now, probably. <laughs> that he was going to send out to stud. 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 Yep. So, yeah, and that was after uh, Tom Hagen had come out to politely ask if, you know, he would put johnny fontaine in his next movie which he'd already refused a couple times so yeah he's like and, and he said there's no way i'm gonna have that guy right. in my movie in no uncertain terms because he said not because he's not going to be good at it right he'd be perfect for he'd it be perfect for and it. i want to ruin him 
You know, this right. would make his career, but I want to ruin him. Right, because so. he ma- wait, made off with some other promising starlet yeah, or something. Yeah, who knows. But so Tom Hagen left and secured his alibi and it's crazy. some other thugs. Tom Hagen, we should mention, is played by Robert, Robert Duvall, Duvall, and he is the uh, uh, conciliary, but the lawyer for the family. Family so. lawyer. Yep. Until Michael takes over and he says, screw you, Tom. Well, Tom's still there as an advisor. He doesn't, he doesn't make him leave, but. Not completely. Yeah. No. It's kind of a step down for him. Yeah, exactly. Wow. We can't top that one. That was fun. Yeah, that was that was kind of <laughs> good. Well, the next... Wow. This is like... We should have just called this top 10 Godfather moments, yep. but that's okay. There's a few that aren't, but most of them are. Yeah. But w- this is this is a, this is is one of the Godfathers we haven't touched on yet. This is part two. Yep. You got it. Um, this is when Kay tells Michael... Um, about the abortion, you know. She killed his only his uh, his son. That's right. Not his only, Not son. His only son, but another son. Because Michael thought that it was a miscarriage, right? And he says, you know, because she wants to leave him, and he's saying, he's like, hang on. He's like, I know. He's like, I know you blame me right. that we lost the baby. Blah 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 blah. You know, you know, but we're gonna make it better. We'll try again, whatever. And she goes, Michael, you're so blind. You're so blind. It was an abortion, Michael. And you just watch his face. <laughs> oh. His eyes start to pop out of oh, his head. That is, that's good acting right there. That's amazing. Yeah, it he is. doesn't have to say a word. You can just see how ticked off he's getting. And not only that, but she starts, you know, getting into the family business and stuff. This must all end. She's taking it upon himself or yeah. herself. Yeah, to, I know. Which is obviously not possible. She's crazy. Yeah, I she mean, really is. I, You know, I'm amazed that, he, that she lived through that. Honestly. But, uh... He obviously still loved her. Yeah, that was that was the problem. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, she never—I mean, she never really caused any trouble for him. I mean, she only you know whacked one of his kids. Well, besides <laughs> that, what I'm saying is, after that, no. she never like you know tried to turn him in or no, get no. any dirt on him. Well, she, no, knew, she, she knew better, I guess. Yeah, because she was already on thin ice after that. <laughs> no kidding, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Holy cow! But yeah, and then she wanted to take the kids with her, and he says, "Is there any way?" You think that will happen? How did he say it? No, he said, um, don't you know? <laughs> don't you know that can never happen? <laughs> don't you know I would do everything in my power <laughs> so that that That's would good. not happen? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> don't you know me by now? <laughs> oh, don't you know that's an impossibility? Yeah. <laughs> this was this was right after the, the trial. Oh. The I guess it was like a Supreme Court trial or something. It was crazy. Yeah, it was a, some kind of some kind of hearing. And they finally got the smoking gun. They had Frank Pentangeli <laughs> to testify. They had him under, I love this. Uh, they had him under government protection. And the day he was going to testify, Michael flies in his brother direct <laughs> from Sicily. And he's just sitting in the back. And Frank says, oh, forget it. Well, he had already had sworn testimony, you know, all yeah, the stuff that he said. Yeah, he'd already testified. And, go, and they say, so... You know, you know. How do you know this man? And he goes, uh, "No, I, I don't think I know him," or something like. That. He's like, "I don't. No, I never, I never did any business with him. I don't, I don't know what you're talking and about." He goes, "Oh, <laughs> I did. I was in the olive oil business with his father <laughs> a long time ago. Okay, I remember now." And chaos breaks out. <laughs> it's, it's just awesome. Classic. And all his brother had to do was sit there. Just and, sit there. And they knew. That well, that's, they were going to kill his brother, so. Right. Yeah. That's all it took. Oh. Absolutely amazing stuff. So Michael was, you know, he was feeling pretty good after that. Mm. Oof, that's what stuff. she hit him with it. Holy cow. 
Number three. Oh my gosh, it's just getting more and more. Ooh, same movie. <sighs> same, yeah, same movie. Go ahead. I knew it was you, Fredo. Yeah. Ooh. This wow. was this was in Cuba, the little New Year celebration there. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Fredo showing everybody a good time and all this, and then Michael grabs his head, gives him a kiss. Is like I knew it was you, Fredo. Knew that he had, you know, given somebody. I forget how that. Well, went. he pretty much set up Michael to be killed. Right, right. I mean, that's the the long and short of it. I don't remember the exact. Um, it was in circumstances. Vegas. I haven't seen this this movie in a little while. It was after his son's christening. Right, the exactly. Big party. Right, exactly. It was that night. But he basically gave the guys a way to get in. And yeah, all that exactly, kind of stuff. exactly. And he had been for most of the movie, he'd been trying to figure out. Who had done it and all this stuff, and he finally figured out it was Fredo. That's a heavy movie. But it, after that, and then um, I like uh, it's not the same scene, but Michael says, "Nothing happens to him while my mother is still alive." All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. Yeah. And he's okay for a little while, I guess. A little while. Yeah. And then after he di- after she dies, the, he didn't waste any time. The scene on the lake, he says, you know, he says, "Tell me, you know, what you know, all this," and then he says, "You're nothing to me now. You're not a brother. Yeah. You're not a friend. Yep. You're nothing." You're strange. Yeah, I don't. Nothing. Awful. It's terrible. Oof. But it was it was so chilling that whole. Oof. Your own brother. And could do that to you. He didn't have to do it because by the time he had actually done that, any normal person, you know, it would have been rectified because Fredo was fine and he was getting along. It was like his kid's like best friend and right, you know, his right. uncle Fredo and. Yeah, yeah. You know, Fredo's an idiot, but you know he's right. pretty harmless at that point. You know what I mean? But yeah. Michael just was just too vindictive. That's what it was. But he didn't know when he was going to turn on him again. Uh, yeah, He'd but it haunted know. him for the rest of his life. Yeah. yeah. He shouldn't have done it, but that's okay. <laughs> that's it all right. made a good movie. Yeah, that's right. It's that's true. what counts. That's true. It made the third one better, too. Absolutely. Just th- sitting there thinking about all the stuff he did. That's right. <sighs> just eating at him. Yeah. All right. Number two. Oh, wow. We're, we're actually getting away from The Godfather for Holy a minute. Holy cow. But we're not getting away from Pacino. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. He is the quote machine, let me tell you. He sure is. I mean, there's a lot of good quotes from that movie, too, but most of them we can't say on the air. Right. They're too vulgar. They're very <laughs> vulgar. <laughs> and the bleeped out versions just aren't as fun, so we didn't put those right, in. Right, they're just not that good. But that was right near the end, when it was just him against about 100 guys. Yep, that was it. He was and he had his big Uzi. He was in his office and just stuck there, barricaded Stoned. in. Stoned. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Was it? He was on the ledge there, just uh, shooting yeah. at and people. He knew he was dying, yeah. or maybe he didn't. He was just so out of his mind. But well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he knew eventually. Yeah, exactly. But he was going to go down fighting, which is how he was. And that's just that just pro- that that just kind of sums up his whole mentality for the yep. whole movie. You know, kind of seemed like he was reckless and carefree, but he knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? Sort yeah. of. Yeah. But he was kind of reckless throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Just kind of you know doing just. Blowing over people. Right. <laughs> just, he knew know. that's the only way he could get ahead. Yeah, exactly. He couldn't be, you know, a, a model citizen. Nah, and he wasn't a smooth talker or anything. Really. <laughs> certainly wasn't. By, <laughs> by no stretch of the imagination. <laughs> he was pretty blunt. <laughs> exactly. So he wasn't going to get anywhere that way. Definitely so not. It was all just muscle. and. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. That's a great movie. Scarface is a great movie. It's a classic. So it's another uh, good one. Another, if you haven't seen it, you should rent it, you know. I don't know if he actually had it. Did he have a scar? Yeah, he did. Oh yeah, he had right across the. Oh, that's right. right at the they beginning of the movie, they had the a nice little quote right. there, and that's one of the quotes we can't talk about. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Uh, we're trying to keep this uh, G, PG, PG, PG thirteen. I don't know. It's a 
I said something not good before. But All right, whatever. I didn't hear we it. let it go. All right. All right. Everybody's gonna re- everyone's rewinding it right now. Like, what did he say? What, what did he, he say? say? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Something scandalous. All right, here we go. Oh, and this this is it. This, this is, is it. Line. This is the line. Let's this do this. Ready to go. I'm going to make him an offer he can't <laughs> refuse. Come on. <laughs> I didn't know he would say, I'm going to, you know. So. Oh, sorry. Make him an offer we can't refuse. He can't refuse. And this is basically the mob movie genre in general. Right, but I mean, it all came from. From the Godfather. Absolutely. Right. That's where and it that started. And that is like the line, I'd say. Yep. You know, and it started with Vito, Vito Corleone. We didn't talk about uh, Marlon Brando at all, but. Not really. This was like his. This is just. I mean, th- it's not the Godfather without him. Right. I'm gonna make him an offer you can't refuse. You can't refuse. Nah, so I can't do it. But the first one to say that was Michael. No. Was it? Didn't wasn't he talking to Kay? Well, that, that he made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Didn't he say that? Um. When yeah. he was talking to Kay. Right. That was that. Yes. Right. That's right. It's the first time but we he heard really, it. Right. Yeah. But when you get to the second movie, you see. Um, um, De Niro, you know when he's a when he's a young oh, guy. The right. first time he says it, you go, oh, yeah, because you know he's in Italy still, and give you chills. He's in, in uh, he's in New York. Then. I don't know. If he's, he's in New York. He's in New he's York. Really young. It's really early in the, the teens right, and twenties, right. and you know that's when he says it the first time. So that's right. <laughs> that's really something. Yeah. But now you hear that all the time. Oh yeah, Make uh, him it's, offer it's, it's just a. Uh, it's one of those things people don't even know where it came from, but people say it. You know, they right? Say, Some people have never seen the Godfather. Exactly. So. Yep. That's just how it is. Yeah, but that's classic. It's great in the context because it's like, well, how'd you get him to do it? Ah, he made him an offer he couldn't refuse. <laughs> right away you go. All right. <laughs> I don't want to know. Exactly. Exactly. It's just a nice euphemism for he either did it or he killed him. You know what I mean? That's so. right. <laughs> he's either still alive or he's not. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. It's good stuff. Yep. All right. And that is. That's it. Woo. List them off for us. Johnny. All right. Uh, number 10. Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. Uh, number nine, when you're facing a loaded gun, what's the difference? Frank Costello. The Departed. The Departed. As far back as I I remembered, I always wanted to be a gangster. That was Henry Hill. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Uh, number seven, every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. Godfather, part Pacino. three. Pacino. Uh, look what they did to my boy. They massacred my boy. That's right. Godfather, part one. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, the horse head scene. Godfather Part 1 as well. <laughs> That's right. Number 4 was uh, Kay tells Michael about her uh, abortion, which he thought was a miscarriage. That's right. Just classic Godfather stuff. Godfather Part... Part 1 also. Mm, no, two? Two, two? 2. I'm sorry. It's okay. Wow. That was bad. The first one's running together. It's all right. Number 3, I knew it was you, Fredo. It's also Part 2. Part 2. Number 2, say hello to my little friend. Nice. Scarface. Tony Montana. Tony Montana. And number one, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. I suck. Godfather. Godfather. All around. Yeah, it's just. All right. All over the place. And that is our show for this week. www.timefor10.com is our website. Email info at timefor10.com. Subscribe on iTunes and our free email newsletter. I'm John. And I'm Bob. Have a good week. Have a good week.